Hello, I'm Dan from Desert Island X, and today we've got Stevie and Gina Martin. Stevie is a comedian and writer, and Gina is an activist who is known for getting upskirting made illegal in the UK, which I think we can all agree is pretty bloody brilliant. Together they do the Might Delete Later podcast, and they're both very funny and lovely to talk to, as you'll no doubt find out after I finish blabbering on and you get to listen to the podcast. And if you like this and want to listen to some more women being funny whilst telling us about things they hate, then there are plenty to choose from, like Poppy Hillstead, Callie Beaton, Jade Adams, Joe Caulfield, and Maisie Adams to name but five. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DixPod. Right, on with the show. Here's Desert Island Dicks with Stevie and Gina Martin. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guests and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today are comedian, writer and host of the Nobody Panic podcast Stevie Martin and writer and activist Gina Martin, who both host the Might Delete Later podcast. How are you doing? Good, thank you. What a great intro. What a great intro. There's too many podcasts going on. That's my first thought. Yes. <laughs> Everyone should just listen to this one and your two that you do. And then no others. Correct. I yeah. saw a TV exactly. advert for a podcast the other day and was like, and no way. it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That's too many. Although it's really nice to see. I quite like it when they've uh, obviously spent a lot of money on getting a big brand together with a big presenter and then it just disappears into into the ether that's quite satisfying quite nice. for, for an independent podcast yes. like us <laughs> i agree i agree anyway how are you both doing today Absolutely we're good fine. i'm excited about being able to say the word dicks on a podcast many times yeah you can say all the swears if you want as many as yes. you want okay um Hoop. ideal you know i like this to be a, a cathartic yet enjoyable process so um you know Let's let's uh, let's do it. And and how did you find the process of choosing your dicks? Because I know it's quite difficult when there's a couple of you, and I ask that you sort of whittle it down to a shared selection of dicks. Was it okay mm, for you Stevie both? Stevie was quite Stevie was quite dick heavy in finding the dicks, weren't you, Stevie? I got quite passionate about the dicks, and mm. um, and it sort of fired me up quite a lot. Because I think you think about I I always hate when I was younger, get really stressed about those very simple questions that you'd think would come up more in life like what's your favorite color what's your favorite film mm. what's your favorite mm. song and I would be so panicked when someone asked me that because I, I don't know I still don't know but working out what your least favorite is is way easier because I think they li- live much more rent free in, in your head mm. yeah you sort of just know don't you and I I was trying to think of people that I really maybe not specifically like outright really don't like but that just irk me which I feel I find far more interesting because there's a lot there's lots of people foods things that I'm like not for me and I can't tell you for why Mm. so I think it's gonna be quite interesting to like figure out why it is so much that I dislike these things you don't want to be mean as well like there was a couple of things I was like I don't like this actress and she's just an idiot I'm like actually she's really nice and I'm sure she's great and she does a lot of great (laughs) things and how mean for me to be like 
oh, she's really annoying in that film. You're like, what? She's doing it. She's doing the Lord's work. Um, <laughs> Keira Knightley, you mean? Yeah. I do mean Keira Knightley. Whatever she thinks, <laughs> she's really nice. And I'm like, you know what? I think if you were my friend, I'd just be like, she's a bit of fun. But then for some reason, I can't watch her in any film. Mm. And, oh, and so then that'd be awful to be on an island. Poor Keira. What has she ever done to you, I Steve? No, but thankfully, I don't think she cares. And I think she's doing really well without my blessing. <laughs> Good. Fair. Well, more power to her, uh, but not more power to the rest of the people that we're going to discuss now. So let's go straight into it. Who's going to be your first choice for the island? Do you want to go first, Gina? Because you've got an actual person rather than a vague description. <sighs> yeah. I find Gordon Ramsay to be the human embodiment of just stress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I people love his shows and Kitchen Nightmares and all this stuff. I find him too aggressive, too loud, too sure of his ideas. I, I, the only thing I liked he did was the idiot sandwich, but I think I feel quite sorry for the girl who did it between, who was between the bread. And I just think if I was on an island with him, he would feel like he knows exactly what he's doing the whole time. He would be so adamant and potentially he'd be too wrong and I would spend the entire time stressed because he's so manic. So I could not deal with him. I don't think you need that energy on an, an island that you're stranded on, I think it's already quite chaotic enough. You're obviously stressed. Everyone's stressed, but he would bring... Also, I think, like, the he would have, like, an edge in his voice, like, the whole time. Like, I'll go and find some yeah. fish for us to eat. He'd be like, Gordon, just go and find some fish. <laughs> That's fine. Or, like, where are we going to go to the toilet? He'd be like, yeah. just, just dig a hole, Gordon. <laughs> He's got a sort yeah. of... Um, you know, people have talk about, like, resting bitch face. He's got sort of mm-hmm. resting bitch voice. Like, even when he's happy about something, he still sounds a bit agitated. Like, that's delicious. Great. Yeah. Great balance of flavours. Yeah, yeah? Yes. Can you taste that's that? So like, true. whoa, whoa. Easy. Gordon, it, you said so, it's nice. Let's be happy now. Yeah. So even if you saw, like, a boat in the distance that was going to rescue, you'd be like, there's a rescue boat, Gina. There's a rescue boat. It's going to rescue us. And you'd be like, oh, this is the one moment where we should be happy. Like, it yeah. would just be... Genuinely. Yeah, yeah. it'd be... And I think I've probably shot myself in the foot a bit because obviously he's a chef, so he'd be very useful. But I'd rather eat like leaves and coconuts than have that energy around me. Like I just can't, I just, no, absolutely not. But I think even, you know, if he's on the island with you, yes, he is a chef, but you've still got such a limited palate that he's not, you know, okay, he'll be able to get the fish off the bone very neatly and fillet everything. So maybe you're eating less cartilage than you would otherwise. But I mean, pretty much he's going to be making coconuts and fish and you you'd get there i think you know like everyone would get yeah. there it's, he's not going to elevate it that much except for maybe present it slightly better or get annoyed when it's your turn to do it or that you haven't scaled it properly or something that's true properly exactly i wouldn't be able to do anything right on the mm. island and that would make me upset because who knows what to do on an island how could i be yeah. wrong i think he's got a sort of um a double whammy of being Obviously, you know, he's very competitive and driven and sort of mean to people in the kitchen. But then he's also been a celebrity for long enough that he'll also be a bit useless at doing other things. So he'll be kind of very pampered, but also like have a very sort of low threshold for bullshit. So it's it's quite a, it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be just annoyed at everything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think he would actually be more talk than walk mm. and i don't think that would be helpful mm. either yeah. he's doing a um uh he's doing a program at the minute all about him sort of being in a bit of an adventure man as well he, he obviously sort of sees himself as this kind of like 
before we started recording this, we were talking about Bear Grylls, who pops up a lot on this podcast, and, and I think he likes the he likes to think of himself as a bit of a sort of action hero as well, doesn't he? It's like a bit of a midlife crisis now. He's like, I've got to get active. Yeah, and I think probably there's nothing worse than being on an island with a man going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he'd like it a bit, you know? Maybe he'd mm. like get off on it a bit and be like I'm a man in my environment and I'm right and I'd just be like I can't I just Mm. need to cry under this leaf for a bit because we've got stuck on an island yeah I don't think he'd let me feel (laughs) (laughs) I think he'd just also always be like I can just imagine always looking over your shoulder like you know if you're just absent-mindedly digging in the sand with a stick because there's nothing else to do like what's going on here yes stick yes okay right uh do you think that sticks long enough yeah he's a backseat driver yeah yeah, he'd bring no good uh, games as well. You know, mm. like, oh, should we play hide and seek? He'd be like, why? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, we've got nothing. I just want to have some fun. Be like, yeah. no. He'd be yeah. too busy kind of doing. You've got so much time to fill if you're on an island. Like mm. long conversations at night, like over the fire. Cause it sounds like quite a nice island, actually. To be fair, yeah. um, I just don't know how deep I could get with Gordon Ramsay. Like, could I? Could I put the world to rights with him? You might or surprise you yourself. Well, maybe, but I just don't want to have to force it. Like, I, I think I'd have to get past, like, how to chop Julienne before I could get to, like, a conversation I wanted, you know? I just, mm, no. It's funny, isn't it? Because you think, like, in some ways, being a sort of, like, very elite-level chef is a kind of artistry, isn't it? And you think you associate with that, as well as the sort of passion and vigour, you kind of think there would be a softer side or an eye for detail or sort of, like, a, a sort of... Sort of elegance to it or something but he's just so hard-edged every bit of him it's like you kind of think oh with other chefs you could maybe like talk about interesting things but he's just sort of Mm. blunt and hard yeah his his i imagine he doesn't have a lot of new well i don't know but i imagine he doesn't have a lot of nuance in his opinions so he would tell you well no that's actually wrong this is right you know like even even things like what's your favorite band no they're terrible you'd be Mm. like okay Mm. there's no discussion here i don't think he'd be up for like long debates and Gina I know that you for one are very much into those sort of debates um so that would be hard I think also I'd have to mediate a lot between the two of you oh no I don't want to put you through that and that's the thing is I think he would bring out the worst side of me I think it's not just Mm. about Gordon it's also about me and the fact Mm. that if I was around Gordon Ramsay on an island for a long time with no one else um you know to talk to I mean Stevie would be there but she'd be mediating and she'd probably be removing herself from the conversation quite a lot so I feel like he would bring out the stubbornness the anger in me as well mm. yeah 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 a dick all round then a fine choice for a your first uh, first guest on the island with you um who's going to be joining the three of you so this is um less a specific individual mm-hmm. it's more um sort of a description, a vague description of something that some happens to some people and it annoys us both. Um, I don't know if you've ever been talking to somebody, I mean you definitely have, talking to somebody or you meet somebody or even worse when someone's like on TV being interviewed or something and you're like oh my god and they've got, um, they quite patently need to cough mm. or swallow but they don't and so they're, they have that terrible sort of like slightly uh, uh, you're like okay you're gonna have to click clear your throat now i can't listen to you or you need to swallow that spit in your mouth because it's starting I'm to get quite i'm doing it now yeah, I, I, i'm really imagining it it's really it catching in my throat and that's one of the reasons because the whole time you're on the island then not only could you not stand 
their voice, you're also constantly going to be swallowing yourself. And, and you know, it's, it's presumably, yeah, it's, I mean, not even presumably, it is a desert island. So very dry, arid landscape, mm. you're oh. going to be quite thirsty. So you, you, it would just make it would just bring so many kind of irritations that I think I would eventually have to kill them. Yeah. Much oh, that went that dark. I would. Well, yeah, no, but I think I would, or, or I would sort of end up having to to sort of be like, just cough. Can you just swallow? And you can't tell someone to do that every single time because mm. if they're not doing it themselves, then they are lost. Um, I think people. that would be in a in a high pressure environment where survival is key. I feel like someone who won't cough would like be the thing that'll push me over the edge <laughs> yeah definitely. I think you know like it doesn't matter who you're with like he's the one who's going to get killed first even though oh, you know yes. he could be a really nice person gordon ramsay's an ass but like non non-coughing man is going down first because it'll just be that little niggly thing won't it yeah it's yeah. like the water droplet that won't stop it's like if you mm. don't cough like I... I would lose it and you can have as well the most incredible he could be or she could be the kindest, most interesting, funny person. You're not hearing anything that they're saying. Mm. You're also not taking any of the, their, their advice seriously because you can't listen to them. You'd have to... Oh, it's making me feel weird just thinking about I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. There is a name Should we all it, just have it? one cough? Yeah, okay. Okay, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> okay great. That was good. <laughs> um, there is a name for it, isn't there? I can't remember. For people who are sort of overly uh, sensitive to kind of people's mouth noises and chewing and things like that. I don't know if you have that as well. Yes. Well, I, I see this. There's like almost, you know how on Twitter the, there'll be waves of, a, like there was the the week where everyone was like, do you wash your legs in the shower? And everyone had a thought oh, about yeah. it. Do you remember? <laughs> and then there was the wave of like someone's eating very close to me and I can't stand it. And I remember reading all those tweets and sort of being like, it's, I, it's never actually bothered me when someone eats near me. It doesn't, Gina really, actually I might be one of Gina's desert island dicks because I eat incredibly fast and like um, I'm feral. <laughs> and uh, and I like to sort of clean up afterwards. So I'll just have like loads of stuff everywhere. And uh, Gina cannot- I can't deal with food bits. Like right. bits of food in the drain, people who have food on their hands. I need like table manners- I need them and I also if food's not freshly prepared if it's bits of stuff oh my god you're gonna be a nightmare on the island <laughs> anyway that's right there's no plug there's no plug holes on the island but bits of food there's going to be yeah, bits of food look mm. I used to live on a boat and I lived on an island I lived on islands for a year and okay. this is true life and that was fine because look you have the food you throw it in the sea the little fishies come it's joy it's it's okay. the it's the kind of the masticated bits that are in mm. like a, a on a clean surface yeah that's the problem i was once uh, getting my lunch uh, on my lunch break from work and i was in a sandwich store and this sort of very kind of big sort of red-faced pompous looking man in the three-piece pinstripe suit came in and he ordered a jacket potato with lots of cheese and lots of beans and there were his words lots of both and then he said as he was leaving he said can you give me lots of serviettes please because it's a bit messy to eat on the train and I thought oh and I saw oh, him going no. and he oh. he went onto the underground so I think he was eating that on the underground and I just I, I just couldn't no I mean, this, way. this is about nine years ago and I still can't stop thinking about it <laughs> that's a decade so, that yeah. even though I don't I don't feel oppressed or annoyed that's the better word by people eating close to me I do find it really odd when people eat stuff like that on the tube or 
in trains that are on trains that are like very very cramped and stuff because it, it does just feel like oh just wait a little Mm. We went but on a the, train ride and you pulled out a whole roast in the Tupperware and roast potatoes with your hands. I don't know what you were talking about. Right. Yeah, but what I was what I was going to add to that is sometimes I do know that needs must. Yeah. And that was also a train home and that was like a three hour train up north. So that's slightly different. And it was a Christmas train home and I'd and I'd made the roast dinner especially. Yeah. Yeah, it was very sweet. It was, but it's no not, look, it's not a it. wet flying around beans, is it? I think, you know, dry, compact food, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so, um, but getting back to the um, non-throat clearing person. Yes. Yeah, I think, yes. um, for some reason, uh, to me, I can't imagine a woman doing it. I don't know why. I, I, I see this mm. as a more male thing. I don't know. In maybe my I'll... head, it's a man as well, but mm. I don't know I why. I think there's more of a, there's more of a... There feels like there's more of a kind of, um, what's the word, like a uh, allowance. I was going to say total lack of self-awareness of other people's feelings. but so. Sure, yes. that's what I was going to say. But I was also going to say kind of an allowance for guys to have like bodily functions. And mm. so I think like women are, are a lot more like, <clears throat> they're quite, you know, they're quite, uh, there's a bit of shame around like, oh, don't burp or don't cough or whatever. And you try and be, I guess, the lady-like bullshit mm. thing so you try and keep that stuff in whereas you know you go on a train and there's a guy like screaming on the phone and then burping and then so i think it, it maybe feels like more of a male thing because of that mm. that makes a lot of sense yeah i agree with everything you said um, um <laughs> i think you know the one good thing about the pandemic is you know less of this kind of behavior so you know silver yeah. linings but less um potatoes on the tube yeah exactly yeah i think though is i've seen um programs with uh you know people like oh what's his name is it Ranulph Fiennes the explorer and people like that who've sort of gone to the south pole and things and they say that no matter what relationship you have with the other person that you're doing it with you will hate them like everything they do you'll be in your head trudging behind them for nine hours through a blizzard and there'll be something like the look of their coat you're just like I am going to kill you later I'm going to wait till you get into your tent (laughs) and I am going to kill you dead in the night in the cold and this is I think this is very much the same situation you know survival situation it's just going to be the little and it'll probably be it probably won't even be their fault it'll probably be Gordon Ramsay will just be winding you up and winding you up and then you'll just hear the other guy going hey guys calm down but he'll be doing it with and even though he's tried to help he'll just go oh god and then you know he gets oh, hit over the head spear spear right in the throat mm. oh, oh how fitting thank you <laughs> You can have some sort of James Bond aside as you sort of walk away. Like, let me clear your throat or something yeah, better. that was you great. Know. For you. Spears. No. Spears. Yeah, that'd be great. What a great, what a great headline. Britney Sp- Spears. Spears. Oh. <laughs> I'm really bad at, at James Bond quotes. It's okay. We can we can come back to it another time. Or listeners can help. I don't know. Either way, we yeah. can move on. I think it's a really good choice, though. Who's going to join... Um, well, we'll be, what, five of... No. Who's going to join you on the island? I'm no good at maths. Um, well, I suppose we, we can sort of both pitch in with this, but I'll I'll just sort of set the scene. Um, I, one of my worst uh, traits is when I'm in a social situation and somebody has done something... Um, uh of note or maybe that could be like a podcast or it could be a book or it could be they've done a comedy show or you know. I will tell them I've seen it and that I've listened to it and I because I want them to feel 
like oh someone's like it's so nice when you you know you meet someone and, mm. and they go like oh yeah i just do this little thing and you're like i know that it's such a lovely feeling yeah i want to give that feeling but um it puts me in the position where then of course they find out that i had that i haven't mm. and it's uh in- incredibly embarrassing so a person that i would absolutely not want to be on the island with is someone who's like moderately famous i went for john i went for john barrowman mm. um which is a <laughs> because i don't i know who he is but i don't know what he does at all like i've not seen one thing he's done so if i was on an island with him i couldn't even say oh i i saw um because i don't know the name of anything so Mm. i would have to pretend i'd seen i was aware of his oeuvre yeah um while making it appear that i i um without too many specifics also without saying one thing that he's actually done and try, spend the whole time trying not to offend him. And also, you can't get away. So you've got like how many months of like pretending? Yeah, yeah. Basically, so the whole rest months. of your life, pretty much. Yeah. Oh no. And I <laughs> yeah. think you'd probably end up saying something like, "Go, oh, I really hate this kind of thing." And they go, "Oh, well, when I was in that thing," and you're like, "Oh God, you're in that <gasps> musical." Yeah. I didn't. Oh fuck, because yeah. you're just one of those sort of it... everyman people. I did it to Martin Freeman because I, um, oh, although God. what was so upsetting about it was that <laughs> I have seen it. So, um, oh, that's even worse. Oh, what's it called? Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to Google it because this. She's forgotten one... now. <laughs> no, I've forgotten the name of the um, the film. Sorry, I'm going to Google it because I have I just, just googled Martin Freeman films. I have to know. Right, no, it's not that one. It's not that one. Oh yeah, okay, got it. So I'd gone to see a long time ago, ages ago, um, the the play of Ghost Stories that mm. when it was on the the West End. Thought it was great, terrified me. Had a great time. He's got nothing to do with that, but he's he's friends with Andy Nyman who uh, made it and was in it. Um, then the film Ghost Stories comes comes out, and Martin Freeman is the lead in the film. Me and Gina tried to watch it on Halloween and we couldn't get through the opening credits because there was a bit where the music jumped and we screamed and then we couldn't watch it. <laughs> we but, turned it off before the credits t- finished. Turned it off before we'd seen a single human being <laughs> in this film. Um, and But I very much knew, knew he was in it. Anyway, I did Breeders, which is a show, uh, I can't remember what channel's on, but it's Martin Freeman. And I did a scene with him. Uh, so I spent the day with him. Lovely man, lovely man. I asked him if he'd seen the film Ghost Stories. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. And he's like, have I seen Ghost Stories? And, and then I suddenly realised, I was like, oh, the, the, the play. And he was like, you met the film, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, I did. And then I told him, and then it was fine, because it was a moment where he was like, he laughed and then said um and then i said to be fair to me i can't watch horror and i watched that one and he was so it wasn't even like lovely about it he felt it was absolutely fine but for like a second i was like i'm going to kill myself (laughs) oh no that's the end that would be your entire island say would just be that Mm. would just be that martin freeman on the island with me saying have you seen ghost stories every morning and him going i'm in it over and over again (laughs) until i die but someone like that's quite difficult because they've been in lots of sort of like normal well not like lots of sort of low scale things that you know like smaller british comedies and thing you know and just popped up a lot and then suddenly is massive so the scope of what they if it's tom cruise you're like you probably haven't seen you know you haven't been to the theater to see ghost stories with martin freeman he's been in so many things in such a wide scope of things he's been in every film yeah. i'm just it's constant i've just seen out he's in ali g in the house i did not know uh, that what that's a mistake <laughs> yeah well, but um, I didn't know he was in I it. Think, 
That's a really good one, isn't it? Like someone that you don't know. I think because um, I do know John Barrowman, mm-hmm. so I feel like I'd have a fine chat. Mm. Yeah, it was Joseph Technical Dreamcoat. I feel like I'd have a cool time. Also, you were Joseph when did Technical you... Dreamcoat. Weren't I you? was the moon. I was the moon in the nativity. No, the nativity. This school play of it in like two, 1994. I don't think that's the same. Well, I saw that, obviously. As... I mean, you know. Yes, the Davenham <laughs> County Primary School. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had a big, I had a big um, uh, silver collar on and I danced with the sun and then I left. Hmm. Um, Ideal. But I don't know. I didn't know you'd watch Joseph as in the I film. Haven't, I haven't watched it. I just know that he like did. That. See, I don't know what so, that is. But more, really. someone like Patrick Wilson, mm. who a tweet went viral about him last week, which who is the biggest character actor. You know his face. Everyone will know his face. But if I met Patrick Wilson, I'd be like, I know your face so mm. hard, but I could not tell you one thing you've been in. But See, I'd so- be okay with him because he's in Insidious, and I watched that in the cinema. <laughs> Uh, when I used to review films for like this newspaper in London called City AM and I watched it in the cinema and I was so terrified the whole time that I watched it cross-eyed and Peter Bradshaw <laughs> from The Guardian uh, I, I jumped there was a bit at the, uh, towards the end and I, I jumped but I was still cross-eyed and Peter, <laughs> Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian just sort of turned around and I uh, was still cross-eyed and he thought I was absolutely insane but I remember it, that is Patrick Wilson yeah so I'd be maybe we'd be okay because we would Help also, we would, okay, yeah. so should we say maybe um, in this sort of purgatory landscape of the desert island, maybe there's a sort of a revolving cast of people that you recognise and you can't quite put your finger on who they are. Oh so that even, when you, as soon as you've got a hold of it, it it transfers to someone else, and then it's again, like X on the beach, but it's like people you don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you're always trying to place them. And sometimes you think, maybe they're not famous. Maybe I just went to school with them. Or I don't know. You know, that sort of weird thing. Yeah, so it could could be someone that was in, like, year three with you. Or it could be John Barrowman. So, like, you never know. So, at at some point, you you could sort of be like, so what have you been? And then they're like, no, I sat next to you in English. And you're like, oh, my God. (gasps) Oh, my God. Like, like just a cast of, like, supporting characters from either movies or your lives. And sometimes it might just be a voice actor. Or something. Sometimes you just hear someone <laughs> oh, in the bushes, God, yeah. and you're like, "Is that? Is that? Were they in Toy Story? What the? Ah, <laughs> something like that." Yeah. yeah, the dinosaur from from Toy Story would probably stump me. Like those sort of children's films, oh. where you're like, "Oh yeah," I just that would be. I have to Google them all the time because I watch them with my son, and it bothers me so much that I'm like. I just need to find... Ryan Reynolds. It was Ryan Reynolds. God, that's who it I was. I do that too, yeah. yeah. You need to find who it is because you know it, but you can't put your finger on it. Some people are very good at identifying voices, aren't they? Like, people will, will sort of go, oh, that's so-and-so. And I, I sort of confidently say... Like, I was watching a documentary the other day and I was like, oh, it's voiced by that the main man in Chernobyl. What a sort of mm. left-field thing. Oh. Turned out it was Tom Hardy. It's like, oh, right. Oh. <laughs> He's got a very distinctive voice, actually. Um, really disturbed me. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's just it's, it's just that uncomfortable thing, isn't it? And I do it all the time. And I, you know, work in a radio station. There's always people coming into the building, and I'm like constantly just. I used to work on reception when I started there, and it was always so bad. I have to ask people what their name is, and if you're famous, you shouldn't necessarily go. Well, you should know. You know, it shouldn't be that much of an affront for a receptionist to ask your name. But like, and I've also got a really bad memory, so I'd often have to ask it twice because I wouldn't write it down quick enough, and I'd just forget. So, I absolutely feel your pain and then everyone's going that's blah 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 and I still don't know who it is because I'm terrible yeah. with names as well and it's oh, just no. like 
yeah, half the time I just sort of go, call someone up, go, your guest is here. And I go, who is it? Which one? I go, okay, thanks. Bye. He's coming right down. And I just, just <laughs> hang like up. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know. You know, and there, yeah, some quite big names I think I offended over the years. So, oh, no. yeah. So it's I, not I, your I get fault. It. Well, you know, who cares? They're all right. They've, they've, they're busy. They'll be interviewed. They are. They'll forget they're what's forgotten. happened. I'm the least important person they're going to meet that day, I think, so it's probably okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's good. And that, just that, coupled with the sort of the tension of the throat clearing guy mm. and Gordon, I mean, you're really sort of making me feel nervous. I'm feeling quite anxious here already. So you're doing a great mm. job, I think. Great, good. <laughs> Very good. good. Okay, now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Gina, do you want to take food? Because this, this is a real left field one. I just don't like chips. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine. I just find them. I find them boring. I find them mostly oil tasting. I feel like there's so many other things I could have. And every time I go out, someone goes, should we get some chips? Should we get some chips? And I go, yeah, yeah, let's get some chips. Because I don't want to say I don't like chips because everyone's like, you're a murderer. <laughs> so I just end up like picking at chips. And I just don't like them, all right? And I'm just going to live my truth. Wow. May I ask... Um, is do you feel differently towards, say, a French fry and like chip shop soft salty chips? You know those like traditional. So I hate a chip. Sh- uh, sorry, so I hate a fry. Mm-hmm. But the more the more toward the towards the wedge end of the scale, the more I'm like live, I get on board with that shit. But the more towards like the you know rubbish deep fried fry, I just and it's not a health thing. It's not a oh they're oily. It's just like nah like what is it just like a sort of dusty potato tube you know <laughs> i mean i can't deny that's what it is yeah uh, yeah it is and stevie what's your vibe with chips well i would be annoyed every time you were annoyed at eating chips because i'd just be like it's chips can you just <laughs> eat it but the the main props so that that would be number one why i, I mm. probably would even though i quite like chips Number two, I really don't like, um, how do I put it, nude slash bald chips. Like, I can't, they have to have a sauce. And because it's one food, one food stuff, I'm guessing there's not like an array of mustards, mayonnaise, aioli, ketchups, cheese, peas, cheesy chips, cheesy chips, peas. I was like, Mm, could be but that's not one of your known sources but yes yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah I, I mean it's a pretty controversial choice i mean you know the last podcast we recorded with uh, jamali maddox he put the beatles in and i thought that was the most controversial choice but i mean to eat no not to eat. yeah i mean he doesn't like eating beetles either I, I would imagine but um i mean in terms of something that everyone likes i think chips might be more sort of universal than the beatles um yeah mm. yeah i don't know i mean i'm trying to get on my uh podcaster hat where i find about the worst in everything i'm i mean i do You're quite struggling like with chips. chips it is quite but, hard but i mean without without a gar- without um, salt vinegar yeah. dip That's then true. then you then i would spend my whole time on the island being like these could be better yeah. if i just had that one thing also do you not think how bored you'd get yeah, of them like true. just 
they're just so play like they're great for a little cheeky like ooh, but they're very. Mm. But they're not great for you for a cheeky little ooh either. You don't no. even like them, so that's that would cause a lot of no. tension. I think because I'd just be like, just shut up and eat your chips, and then I'd shut up and eat my chips, and then I'd be sad. That actually, what it is is I don't like chips are fine, but chips are very much the canvas to the to the source for me. Yes, yes, that does make sense. And actually, I think we've discussed on uh, on previous podcasts how sometimes the worst thing is something that's very close to something great. But it just falls slightly short. So I think you're yeah. kind of you're getting really in that avenue of, of things, aren't you? There. Yeah, because um, because mm. unsalted chips actually aren't very nice. I don't think mm. they're, they're really dull. Yeah. So. Yeah, because then it is would... just greasy sticks of potato, basically. Greasy sticks of potato. Oh my you God, could pop you, them in the sea, get some salt on them that way. Actually. Yeah, but then they. Oh my God, that's such a great idea. But then they're going to be wet. That's so... a very good point. That's also a very good point, Daniel. <laughs> no, because I've, I've been going through the same thought, and I was like, "Well, you are next to the sea, but, but I mean, I suppose you could sort of evaporate the water, scrape the salt off. The you could rock. just, yes, you just flick some salt water on them and leave them in the oh, sun. That would work, yeah. Because I was like, that "What do you do? Good. Like rub them on a wet rock? Or no, that's a that's a better way of doing it, I think, Gina. Yeah, yeah. You'd have, I mean, eat. that's the saddest yeah. snack. Like, what would you take to an island? Just some chips and then a rub yeah. on a rock. Gordon Ramsay pretending he invented it. So like, you take the chip. Rub it on a screaming on a in the rock. background, and uh, yeah, and then he'd be telling you how he makes the best chips or how like every oh. you know well uh, most people do triple cooked chips. I do quadruple cooked, and you know yeah, just be annoying. Also, yeah. after eating them, the, the man that can't cough or swallow, like he his mouth would be even drier, oh. so that would co- contribute oh. to that. Yeah, Ugh, it's fine. It's awful. It's just like, I hate this place so much. <laughs> I hate this island. I think as well, you know, when you're trying to sort of eat a lot of, like, you know, sometimes you eat chips too quickly and they sort of get a bit stuck and you have to kind of yes. wait for them mm. and you sort of feel like an owl passing a pellet or something like that. You just got to wait for this lump <laughs> to go down your throat. It's very specific. I don't know. It's just what came to mind. You know, you know, owls eating chips too quickly. It happens all the time. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, it's just where I live in southeast London. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I think yeah, if you didn't like them, they're a bad thing to force down because they're sort of they're thick and you know pasty. So mm-hmm. if you can't gobble them down in their prime when they're all just sort of like cold, you know, a bit wet from the sea sea treatment, a bit rocky you know. yes. from the rock. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's French fries when they are cold, I think they are absolutely dreadful. Like they <sighs> have to be hot. You always, whenever we go out, and I've, and I only know, I didn't know about this uh, chip thing that Gina had until very recently, and you know we've gone out a fair bit, and I've now remember that every time we go out and we get chips, Gina doesn't eat them, and I eat hers, and I'm always really annoyed with why she hasn't eaten them because it's like, <laughs> well, why now I have to eat them because I have to eat everything that's there, obviously. <laughs> So this actually, so that would be the other thing. I'd end up eating all of your chips, and then you'd be like, "I'm hungry all the time." I'd be like, "Oh my god, can you imagine how much sure. guilt that would fester in you?" Mm. Like I'm, yeah. I'm on, a, I'm on an island, and we have no food, mm. and yeah. I can't eat it, and you have to because you're like, "What a waste!" Exactly. And then Gordon Ramsay's like screaming in the background. Someone's coughing. There's loads of like zedless actors showing up and being like, "Can I have some chips?" Well, I don't know who you are. It's just like very stressful. <laughs> Yeah, it is good. I love yeah the interplay between the characters in this saga is is just uh, chef's kiss. It's wonderful. And uh, what would you try and wash down these crap chips with? Oh, this is actually getting quite bad now, um, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it though? Yeah, I'm actually really upset. But also, this is another universal one that. So I when I was at um, 
university and like discovering alcohol mm. i the first sort of alcohol i would drink was i don't know why i'm saying like that um was uh for, like you know vodka and coke or spirits and mixers mm. classic because they're very very cheap and i like wine um and then i was like this just feels like beer should be that's i should drink beer because that's like what everybody drinks is cheaper than a glass of wine it's also you can drink more of it without having to get drunk like you can yes. have like a couple of pints mm. whereas having a couple of glasses of wine is like okay now you're having to call me an uber every time whereas um so, so i tried to like beer i absolutely cannot stand beer we I've both tried it. hate it <laughs> i've tried it so much and also i just feel like in my heart i'm I'm a pint gal. Oh my god! Like, oh. <laughs> right? Just like, oh, just, is there an, is there like an IPA? Just, just give me a pint of that. Or like, oh, just, just, just give me a pint of lager. What type of lager? I'm not fussy. Any? Like, that's me. Yes. Whereas actually, in reality, I'm like, can I have one that doesn't taste of alcohol? Like a nice rosé, please. Like, I don't want to be that, but that is. <laughs> What's yeah, I, you, I want to be the cool girl. Like, I want to be, like, standing on London Fields with, like, a pint of beer, a load of rings on. Like, oh, just gesturing <laughs> and talking about my latest design work. Like, it's just such a vibe, but it tastes like A can like of red sweat. stripe. A can oh of red god. stripe. I, I, oh, my God. It's so disgusting. cool. It's like watered down sweat. Mm. It so, looks so cool, but it tastes like shit. Yeah, yeah and, and, I, and I want... I, I, Every time I've tried lots of different ones as well because whenever I say this, someone in the vicinity goes, mm, "You should have a Corona." And I'm like, "Shut up! I've had that." Or what about like a Desperado? Where you put like a lime in it or whatever. Mm. It just tastes like sweat with lime in it. And also, yeah. the, the the lighter they are, the more it's like, "Oh, well, just get like, just give me this." Actually, the only thing worse than tasting like sweat is tasting like you've watered down the sweat. Like, if anything, <laughs> just go hard with the sweat, and then at least you've made a decision. Um, and Guinness was the biggest disappointment of my adult life because obviously I thought it was going to be creamy I used to work in bars and stuff and so I'd like you know mm. you, you do it you have to pull the thing twice and all nice and creamy and black with a little I thought it was going to be so creamy and oh it, just my, it tastes horrific. like drainage fluid anyway so that would be also it's very dehydrating on the island so yeah. you'd we'd probably die quite soon because mm. <laughs> there's no water um and it's a, it makes you wee like a racehorse. Yes, yep. and bloat. Oh my god, the bloating. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so and, and it's all warm I think, as well. I don't think we need to. Yes, it would go boiling mm. hot. See, boiling that hot, wet, sweat beer. That, the boiling hot thing, I want to say, oh yeah, even worse. But I, a cold beer tastes awful to me. So if anything, warm beer would probably go down quicker because I can <laughs> just like get it down. Um, <laughs> Yeah, mm. very passionate about this. I think yeah, it's no, it p- pent up from years of, um, of of not being able to get involved in rounds yeah. and being like, does anyone else want a wine? Uh, and then yeah. being like, oh, I'll just get my own then and feeling mm. like a sad woman. I think you just want to, you just want to, you want to like it. So I think spending all that time on an island where you've got so much to think about and you're so stressed about so many things. And then you're like, oh, and I also need, I re- now I have to drink this beer and I want to look cool while I drink it, but it just tastes like shit. It's just not, you just don't need the stress on top of everything else, I don't think, with the whole beer yeah. thing. And look, like, we're going to be sweating enough, so I don't want to be drinking it. Yeah. I think these are fair arguments. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a beer fan, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't like lager, but... Don't know the difference. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose beer is the umbrella term. Lagers like the fizzy one, and now they're all the sort of pretentious IPAs and stuff, uh-huh. which I enjoy a lot. But mm. I remember, you know, especially as a, as a man, it's kind of quite liberating when you finally go, 
I don't like lager. It's always like when you sort of admit to it, if people go, do you see the match? You're like, don't, no, no, don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't you know, know if I have. <laughs> I don't like football. I don't know what you mean. I don't know if there was a match. Are yes. You, are yes. you pulling my leg? Oh, no, it could be a trick. Anyway, but yeah, it's one of those things where, especially in our country, it's like, you're, it's one of those things you just, you're not allowed to not like. There's so much stigma. You're like, what? What do you mean? Even this one? Stigma. What about this yes. one? They all, yes, and yeah. they like try and make it. I remember um, an ex-boyfriend of mine was is very like that, very like uh, lager. I eat a lot of meat. The things that men should do. Mm. And I drank pretty much exclusively Gosh. white wine in that period. I sort of go through periods. Currently really enjoying uh, Argentinian Malbecs at the moment, but we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but uh, was very much into Sauvignon Blanc, or to be honest, house white, mm. which tended to be Sauvignon Blanc. And um, I remember the first time he was like, we went and he was like, maybe I'll have a white and he was like can i have a white wine and he's like yes of course you can oh God, and yeah. then he's he, then he specifically only drank sauvignon blanc for like two years and what was so nice about it was seeing how other guys like reacted to him being like sorry you you want you want a white wine it's like it's a white wine it's not called like it's not girly boob wine it. like it's all like <laughs> lady lady wine. eyelashes like it, it's a it's a what it's a drink for people to mm. drink like it's so odd that there's that thing it is weird how gendered drinks are though like my ex my ex um I was going to say husband. I've never got married. Wow. My ex-boss. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my lord, no. My ex-boss, he, um, I used to work for him for two years and I went back for a couple of drinks and I'd catch back up right before the pa- pandemic kicked off, really, to see everyone. And I'd turn up to the bar and they were drinking. He's Australian. Mm. It's very, um, I'm a dude in Australia, in the bush. Very kind of, you know, what do you drink? Mm. Beer, cold beer. Um, and that wasn't an accent. <laughs> and... I asked for a, he was like, I'll buy a drink. And I was like, can I have a white wine spritzer? And he was like, no way I'm fucking ordering that. Like, absolutely not. And I was like, uh, okay, I'll have a big pint of red meat, yeah, please. Yeah. Like, what? You can't even <laughs> order it. Yeah, just mash a shepherd's pie into a cup and then bring it to me. I've set it on fire. <laughs> Is that manly enough? Yeah. Why don't you order it, but with yeah. your knob out? Is that helpful? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So beer, no thank you. All around the table, beer, no thank you. But I was thinking the other day, like, wine and beer are, like, the surely, like, the two oldest drinks, aren't they? I mean, I haven't done any research, but they shouldn't be gendered because they're just, they're the old drinks. They've always been here. But in the old-fashioned, you know, like, when you see, like, Game of Thrones, obviously that's not a real thing. But, like, whenever they show old period drama, not period dramas because that's another thing, basically war Old wars, no? Come on, <laughs> we all stuff. know the old old stuff. The it's always like history, old, CV, history, historical things. Yeah, and there's like they're going into battle. It's like wine. It's red wine. That's what everyone's drinking, isn't yeah. it? They're not like drinking beer. Yeah. They're drinking red wine in like out of those like nice little um all those lovely uh, sort of like almost like vases that then they pour and it clinks when they pour it into the glass mm. and you're like, oh, that's that's a nice that's a nice sound. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's not a woman thing then. So what happened? What yeah. happened? Um, but yeah. Annoying. I was once uh, working at a bar at a festival and afterwards they say, oh, you know, go and take your pick. You know, you have a free drink to take with you. And they had like a wine, you know, sometimes at a festival bar, there's like a separate wine section, like mm. Jacob's Creek or whatever. And I was mm. like, oh, fancy a nice glass of rosé because it's a really hot day. And I got yeah. this miniature bottle of rosé and it was really wet and I couldn't open it. And there was this massive guy standing next to me. And I was like, could you? Uh, uh, oh, it's okay. And he's like, what, what's wrong? And I 
I was like, Aww. I just realised I was about to ask if you could open my tiny bottle of rosé. And at that point, it felt very gendered indeed. And um, Yeah, and it to... should be, because rosé is weird? delicious. Rosé is just like juice. Lovely. It's like, like grown-up Ribena you know, or something. It's great. And yeah. squash and juice, juice isn't gendered, is it? Like, no. non-alcoholic drinks aren't gendered, really, I suppose. Yeah. But it's marketing, isn't it? It's all marketing. It's like the meat thing. Like all of that gendered f- meat stuff came from marketing meat towards men yeah. and like bodybuilding. And but then why market it if you didn't if you didn't put it towards one gender? Then twice as many people buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Silly. But yeah, I think you've made a great uh, impassioned argument for beer, and uh, even though I like it, I think it's also ridiculous. So I think it's it's fair enough to. Um, <laughs> to put on the island with you and it's yeah just sort of crap warm beer and bad shit soggy chips i think is and and also you know even like me i like both those things but knowing that they're just nowhere near to how good they could be you know Mm. it's uh disappointing disappointing okay well well chosen now fortunately you won't be without entertainment on the island the plane's entertainment system continues to work but just your luck it only has two working settings one is your least favorite film of all time and the other is your least favorite song what are they and why uh gina darren aronofsky's mother yeah i was gonna say do you want to take the film so mother which was obviously darren aronofsky's like tense thriller drama about a couple who live in this house and the house is sort of a living entity and he becomes kind of a or is it a, a mess well and he becomes sort of like a, a rever- he's a revered poet and it all starts to go into absolute um disarray and it's an, a, a, the whole thing's a metaphor for religion and modern society mm. We went to see it, me, Stevie, and Stevie's boyfriend, and um, we. Oh, I couldn't have. I couldn't have wanted to be out of there quicker. If I'm honest. <laughs> I'd rather not pay sixteen pound to watch a baby get killed and eaten. Oh. Yeah. Well. I, so that film, I still have nightmares, and it's literally four years later. So well, <laughs> I think as well, that. it's a bad one to have on the island because. So my boyfriend liked it. I thought it was fine. I liked. It, it was one of, one of those sort of things where I was like. Yes, I see what you're doing. It's very clever, but like I would prefer it's it to a be a wank. film. It's just a big bit cinematic wank. It sort of was, yeah. Um, but I liked parts of it, and then Gina absolutely hated it. So we were like the full gamut. And I think if you have a film like that on the island, obviously Gina will will not watch it. So that's sad. And I don't really. I'm not that arsed about watching it. So that's if anything worse. Mm. But because that means I will, because I'm not arsed, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot that it's really annoying. But. It means that there'll just be... It's a film that um, sparks lots of debate. You can't just watch it and be sort of neutral. Also, the whole film just promotes the complete collapse of, like, society. So I think if we watch that, everyone's mm. going to start eating each other and ripping shit apart. Yes, or at the very, <laughs> very worst, it will start arguments between, like, us and Gordon Ramsay, who will definitely be like, no, it's a good film, or no, it's a bad film, and then we'll have to argue. And then I think it, it just won't... It doesn't promote... Um, entertainment in any way unity yeah mm. and i think you know there's some films that people choose and you know let's say something like a love actually or something which a lot of people hate at least you could watch it with a sort of critical eye and just take the piss out of it you know it would be annoying yeah. but you could find loads wrong with it to sort of have a laugh about or just find little bits mm. uh, martin freeman was in that by the way anyway and then um <laughs> you and uh but yeah with with something that's like horrible and tense and psychological you just you don't want to watch it ever you you can never you can't even have an ironic watch of it can you no because it's not 
funny no. uh, and also everyone's very good in it like it's good performances so you can't even be like haha they're terrible like they're just good but also the film isn't really it's about too many things so you'd end up having like really annoying discussions with everyone about like what it's about what it means and then definitely someone will actually be like i think it's really about then you'd be like no it's not you moron yeah. or like i think that it's so existential yeah and I, I just don't think we need to introduce that in, no. in into the island particularly no. the close second film was pitch perfect because i just didn't like it and everyone was like it's the best film that's ever been and i was like i can't i think it's really lame <laughs> and when they it. all start singing i think the sound of the singing is really lame mm. and everyone's like it's the coolest and everyone just did, oh my god all girls do the cup thing and is it's that like, where it came from i think so yeah like oh. and it's like a stupid song that's like i'm on the road or whatever and then she does the cup and then all girls are like so my party trick is i can do the cup thing it's like oh my god that's it's not that's not I, enough that's not a skill i learn it i learn it so and you know I no i didn't it, so i was it. thinking about yes, my friend tessa co-host of no, nobody panic she learned it and it was like okay but i hadn't seen the film so i was like okay this is cool and then i watched the film and i was like i didn't know it was from the film and then i saw the film and i was like oh this film is just like a long episode of glee which makes me want to die <laughs> yeah yeah but mm. also so happy for people to live and not live if you enjoy the film great but no just not our vibe no, not our vibe. well do you know what as there's two of you i'm gonna put both films on the island with you oh no um, <laughs> because you know what i have tried it before where we've had multiple guests and everyone's got a choice each but it went on for so long i've been stricter now and i feel bad about that because i know that it's harder to oh. so like when anton deck went on uh, a similarly titled uh, bbc program about choosing records on a desert island and they're only allowed to pick half and it's not fair so i mean as as recompense um have have two really shit films that you hate that's a horrible thing to do <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry um and uh what would what would your song choice be merry christmas everyone because it just ruined christmas forever yes so if you ever got off so you'd be trapped in a thing of like well now i'm sad because well you don't really be able to listen to it once a year on the island but if it's the only song you'd probably listen to it in like june or something and be like this feels weird but even if you listen to it on christmas day it would make you feel really sad because you're on an island for christmas alone with well not alone with terrible people and awful food and Mm. awful but then if you then you would know that if you were ever saved that that song would remind you of this time that you were marooned on this island and that song is everywhere every year every christmas Christmas. so you would you would basically have ptsd every year Mm. and spend christmas just a a a haunted shell of yourself i also think it's such a like it's such a like i love it such a like oh stevie loves it (laughs) (laughs) it's such a like positive cheery song Mm. that like it would be almost eerie. Like imagine yeah. being yeah, on an island definitely. and being like, oh, I'm going to die here. And it's like, Merry You've just Christmas. watched Mother with Gordon Ramsay and someone you don't quite, you can't quite get a handle on who they are. <laughs> and Gordon Ramsay loves Mother and you've just like had a screaming argument with him about it. And then that song comes on. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, forget oh, about it. God. Let's put on some music and uh, no, no. Snow's falling. And it's not, I think like, especially because it's, um, I have nothing against this song, but it's like, it's a fairly neutral one, I think, in terms of the Christmas canon. Like, if it was fairy tale of New York, it could sort of bring you together, and it's got a bit of edge to it, you know what I mean? Mm. So maybe that would kind of mm. be all right. You know, there's a bit of a rock and roll sort of vibe to it. You know, it's a bit gritty. But or with that Merry one Christ- about the soldiers coming home or something, and you're like, oh, yeah, they've been going through some stuff, and as <laughs> am I on this island, yeah. perhaps. But I think because, <laughs> for, you know, with your choice, it's sort of, 
you know it's neither one or the other it's just sort of there you know it's and i think yeah it just it would be very haunting it's a non it's a like almost a non christmas song which would drive me it's a bit not mumpus. anyone's favorite is it it's yeah. no one really cites that as their favorite christmas song or their worst but it will never like leave it will always be there every year yeah and it's got sort of quite sort of twee synths in it hasn't it so yeah it's a bit yeah me and stevie hate anything twee as well twee is our kind of like just generally is our like word we use to describe things we don't really like anything twee has got to have a bit of an edge got something Mm. to it and that song for me just doesn't Mm. yeah yeah i like the idea though sometimes it's just you know people pick like a shit pop song and that's obviously fair enough but i always like the idea of something like you know like a a christmas song or a game show theme or something just adds a little bit more madness to proceedings doesn't it it's just a little bit weirder you know and it's like anything out of context you know it's like if you go to the you know a seaside pier in the winter it's just horrible you know anything things like that are very contextually you know seasonally contextual do you know what i mean Uh, they need to is is that am i saying yeah seasonally contextual (laughs) yeah that makes sense yeah they have to be and that's why they're joyful and if they're taken out of that context they suddenly become almost like canny like creepy or weird or like (laughs) unusual yeah it's like you know like nursery rhymes at night very scary Mm. You know, very scary. Oh, like God. If you in the day, into, yeah, fine. Yeah, if you came into your flat, a child laughing in a nursery, lovely. In your flat when you're asleep, or yeah. you don't have children, like I don't have a child. Yeah, yeah. and that sort of <laughs> exactly, it's terrifying. Um, and I mean, it's scary for me, and I have a child, but that normally means I have to get up and check he's okay. So that's <laughs> the different, different sort of fear, different isn't kind it? Of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. just my mm. own failings. Um, good. Well, I think <laughs> that's a good choice. Again, now, um, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal? is it and why well i feel like this is not a good answer but i just i do basically a tiger because (sighs) you don't want the hassle of a um (laughs) and b if it attacked you which it would (sighs) you would have to kill it in self-defense and that'd be terrible because there's only like 40 of them left yeah yeah so you'd (laughs) you'd be contributing to the extinction of a species they're also very beautiful while also like needing to kill it it's such a moral quandary that yeah. isn't it? then you could make really great coats out of it oh no stevie martin <laughs> well, well if you're on the island and it's about to kill you and you kill it you might as well but yeah. i did think though that once it's dead there'll be a fight for the fur and i bet you gordon ramsay rocks up with it <gasps> and he's kept the head on as a sort of a cowl oh yeah he'll fight you for it that's such a gordon thing to do isn't it isn't it he would take the skin You'd have to, you'd still be there nursing your wounds, and he's like, "Well, well, I had to clean it up and get all the fat off, and you know, cure it, and cure it." And he'd it be and like doing it. He'd be doing it like de. I was going to say de sheathing it. <laughs> that's, that's not what you call it. <laughs> but he'd be like filleting it, mm. and filleting like, a tiger. A tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd definitely be like wanting everyone to like watch him and be like, "Oh no, sorry, I don't mind me. I'm just, I'm just removing the skin." And he'd be like, mm. "Okay, we'll just get on with it." But he'd want you to like see him yeah. do it. Yeah. He'd be like, I've just realised as well, Gordon Ramsay would definitely be seeing this as a kind of prep for going on I'm a Celebrity. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So there'd be a lot of that going on. But mm. also, I, I, there's nothing worse, I think. Well, I really hate it when I go to people's... This has happened, like, once or twice in my entire life. You've gone into someone's, like, parents' house or something and they've got, like, a tiger rug that's got a head and stuff. You're like, that it. is mm. obscene yeah. that you could have that. How much money do you have to be to have an animal as a rug? 
But, but also, like, there's, there's none of them left walking around. How can you, like, proudly pop that mm. in? However, I would make a jacket out of it. <laughs> yeah, but well, you're, you're, you're going to die. That's... It's different. Yeah, that's the one time it's fair to just go, I look fabulous. I mean, you know. I do. Um... <laughs> but maybe, maybe I could befriend it. Or something. Like, there's a possibility. No, probably not. No. But it'd be nice to sort of have a, a respectful kind of like the tiger has one area and we have the other area I'd love that but they don't seem mm. to be very into negotiations well I, I think that's what would be difficult about that choice because you know such beautiful majestic creatures that if you saw one you would want to get close you'd want it to be tame and be your friend like Rajar but, and Aladdin yeah but oh it would ne- you know it wouldn't happen so you'd have to you know the sight of this beautiful thing would be terrifying so it's it's quite confusing if it's just like a big horrible ugly monster thing or like just something that's just looks like a nasty bastard it'd be much easier you know emotionally. yeah yeah i actually don't, don't think i'd be able to kill it i think i would be like let's all live in the trees for the rest of time and it'd be like that's because un- <laughs> we, we, we had a mouse in our flat who just we don't like have mice it just it'd run in from the balcony and got confused and it got trapped and it was there for about four days and we have a tortoise so we were a bit like oh we don't want the two animals and i don't know it was quite we've got a very very small small flat and the people the pest people kept came around and they put poison down and i got really sad about like the idea like i don't want it to be poison poison mm. and it's like well it it needs to leave like but why can't it just leave anyway we found out yesterday that uh, it didn't eat the poison it just left so it's Hooray. actually fine so that was so nice but i don't think that works with tigers no. i think you could have that same yeah. attitude i think we'd really struggle to kill it so we'd probably just be maimed mm. i mean right. i think maybe gordon ramsay would i imagine he thinks he could kill a tiger with his bare hands so maybe you could send him off and then whoever wins see what happens see what happens it yeah just mean like that... sacrifice sure. yeah, one the... person exactly. each day I mean, if the tiger wins, then you're going to have to wear a really weird jacket with Gordon Ramsay's head. So that's, uh, that's the problem, you know. But you know, it's uh, you just got to oh, see how no. play the cards as they're dealt. I feel like yes. I'd rather wear the tiger. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think most people oh, would rather wear the tiger. I think though, I mean, that's fair. Rather yeah. than Gordon Ramsay's cadaver. Yeah, I feel cadaver. bad about Gordon with his head as a hat. I don't think so. Oh God, it's got so dark. It's like mother. Yeah, you go up to Gina wearing Gordon Ramsay, but like pretending to be him, going eat your Hello. chips, Gina. You know? uh, and it'll just remind oh me of all God. those people's houses I've gone into, and they've had like chefs as rugs. Like I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Oh man. Well, oh, man. Uh, you've you've really picked a a great big island full of dicks, and uh, you know that's that's what this podcast is all about. So you've done a really good job, and I think particularly the interplay between the subjects is. Uh, is marvellous so well done well done thank and, you Daniel um, well thank you for coming on and where, where can people see and hear uh, more of, of your works uh, well we're on I think probably via social media so we've got our individual ones which mm-hmm. is I'm at Stevie M the S is a five and I'm at Gina Martin and then we have our individual podcast so we've got mine's um the, the one that i mean i do with my co-host tessa is at nobody panic pod but the main one is uh at might delete pod on twitter and at might delete later pod on instagram mm-hmm. yeah and we just go through people's social media best worst and first posts and yeah it's, it's really fun. fun lovely great well thank you again for coming on uh, it's been an absolute pleasure absolute pleasure thanks daniel thank you for having us mm-hmm.